This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play, team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, October 15th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy momentarily as well. We're ready to look ahead to a Friday card with just three games, but some interesting matchups to talk about. Before we get into that, briefly look back on a very busy Thursday night and a very much-needed bounce back for the entire Ice Guys crew. Obviously, last night, the results were much better. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, a 3-0 best bet sweep. Uh, on the show uh, last night, we all cashed our best bets on the Thursday edition uh, of the Ice Guys, which was great to see. Uh, and, uh, you know, Wednesday obviously was tough for everybody, but uh, to see everybody uh, bounce back in the win column last night was good to see. We uh, basically uh, nailed it from the uh, standpoint of the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, that they would be fired up uh, for their first game playing with heavy hearts, heavy emotions. Uh, first game of the regular season, a tribute to Matisse Kivlenix. Uh, the goalie that passed away tragically uh, during the offseason in an awful accident. Uh, and uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets definitely uh, put their best foot forward for him last night. Part of that, too, was Arizona's just sucks ass. I mean, I think we're pretty much uh, in that uh, camp right now where we know Arizona's going to have a very rough season ahead. Uh, the Ottawa Senators doing what they did a lot last year, uh, pulling upsets against uh, teams that, you know, on paper they sh- are better than Ottawa, but doesn't. that's why you don't play the games on paper. And this Ottawa team, good work ethic, and really a shockingly good performance in net from Anton Forsberg. I don't want to say shocking because he's been capable at times, but he's also been very, very uh, poor at times in net for the Ottawa Senators. But it was one of those nights where he was very good uh, in net. Uh, if you had the Detroit Red Wings, I, and I did have a piece of the Red Wings last night, uh, condolences because that was rough. Uh, six to three lead for Detroit and four goals from Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, you know, th- th- they're going to really be, you know, ringing it to him. Hey, get that vaccine so you can come on the road with us if you're going to play like that. Uh, but definitely a, a great performance from him. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, Tampa Bay floodgates open, penalty trouble for Detroit late in the game. Uh, and they end up tying the game 6-6 with the net empty, and they win it 7-6. to uh, Just an absolutely rough, rough loss for the Detroit Red Wings in the game they should have won. I don't, you know, I know you're playing the defending Stanley Cup champions. Uh, it's never over against a team of that caliber, 
And I know, you know, Detroit's obviously uh, a team that's uh, in a rebuild, but you got to find a way to win that game. If you're Detroit up three goals with less than 10 minutes to go in the third period, they were not able to close the door uh, in that game last night. Couple other results as well. Buffalo Sabres. Wow. Five to one over Montreal. What's wrong with the Canadians? I'm here in Sportsnet last night. They're anchors talking about uh, reality setting in. Come on. It's 0-2. It's a two, two games in an 82-game season. What do you mean reality setting in for the Montreal Canadiens? What, their season's over just because they're 0-2? There are things to be worried about, though, with Montreal. There's no doubt. But just funny to hear that. I mean, it's an 82-game season, and we're apparently lowering the casket you know, on certain teams after just two games. But uh, Montreal, not a good performance last night, 5-1 uh, against Buffalo. Here we go again with the New York Rangers. Uh, two losses to start the year. Uh, 3-2 overtime loss to Dallas. Get a little concerned about them. I talked about Carolina. Be ready to bet some overs with them this year. The only reason I didn't last night is because of who they were playing. And the game still flew over the total with the Islanders, usually a defensive-minded team. Uh, but a 6-3 to three win for Carolina. They're going to score goals in bunches this year with a very deep forward group. A declined blue line, I think, this year. I don't think that Carolina blue line, one through six, is as good. And more question marks in net than last year with uh, Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta as well. Uh, and of course, we say L.A. Kings, very impressive too. Six to two win over the Vegas Golden Knights, who also suffer a key injury. Mark Stone last night in that loss. And congratulations to the Seattle Kraken, win number one in franchise history. They get it last night with a four to three win uh, over the Nashville Predators and very deserving of the win. That's two games in a row that Seattle played well enough to win. They actually do get the win this time around. First win in franchise history defeating the Nashville Predators. Uh, Alex, uh, what were some of your thoughts and takeaways from Thursday night's action? Yeah, I think the, the biggest shock has to be the, the Tampa Bay-Detroit game. Uh, you know, like I said, they, you know, Detroit comes out, gets a, a early lead, then they build upon that 3-0, and then 4-1. You know, and then next thing you know, it's 4-3. And at that moment, in the second, the second intermission, I was able to get a live bet on Tampa Bay plus 140. I'm thinking, okay, maybe they'll be able to come back. I'm thinking it's going to be kind of tight. You know, things are going to settle down. Before I could even blink, I'm heading out the door, going somewhere. When I get to, get to the bar, it's 6-3 Detroit. I'm like, okay, well, that's over. Then in like another 20, 30 minutes, I'm looking on Twitter and everybody's responding, Tampa Bay has come back to win at 7-6. to six. Uh, <laughs> I watched the highlights this morning. It's just, just an incredible game. I mean, Tampa Bay, is, I think it's a, it's a, it's a mental you know, uh, thing for them. Like I said, you know, they've played so much high-level hockey for so long. You get kind of bogged down. They're, physically, they're fine. But I think the mental fatigue is what's going to, you know, start to, to creep in sometimes. And, and I don't know if this is a long-term thing. Obviously, we'll see them bounce back against the Washington team that looked good in their first game. Uh, that'll be tomorrow. But uh, definitely keep an eye. Like I said, we can't be laying big prices with, with Tampa. Maybe find some spots to play them adjusted in live. But uh, but they, they've got some issues they need to address right now, and, and maybe Vasilevsky needs a rest. I would expect to see Brian Elliott tomorrow uh, get his uh, debut with the Lightning. As for some of the other games, uh, you know, first period overs are, are roaring back now. We saw it with, uh, you know, the Columbus-Arizona uh, game. 48 seconds into that game, Columbus gets a goal, and then they get one late. They actually had a chance to get four goals in that first period. They end up getting eight, which I thought was really symbolic and awesome in honor of uh, Matisse Kavlinix, number 80. Uh, getting eight goals to to wrap that game up was, was really special. And that was a, a big night and the ceremony was, was well done. And uh, like I said, you know, that's something that they might be able to carry that momentum for at least a few games. We know they're not going to have the best of seasons, but 
I'm sure they'll be able to carry that uh, moving forward into tomorrow's contest. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, you know, we're seeing, like I said, people overreact to certain things. Like, you know, Montreal hasn't fallen off a cliff. Tampa Bay hasn't fallen off a cliff. Uh, you know, the Kings aren't going to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> you know, these these things, you know, like I said, we, we're, we're building the storylines now. And, you know, we can't, you know, get too high or get too low on, on what we're seeing. We just have to take it for what it is and just see how things progress. And we're seeing teams like Ottawa, like Anaheim, like L.A., you know, uh, Detroit putting up a battle. You know, uh, you know, Columbus, Buffalo, even last night against Montreal, teams that are not expected to be good winning. It's because it's a new season. Everybody's zero and zero. And for a lot of the teams that are supposed to be good, they treat the first couple of weeks as, yeah, let's get our legs under us. Let's let's just look to, you know, gradually improve with each game. We're not looking to be maybe in peak form right from game number one out of 82, especially when there is a lot of uh, expectations. You know, it's a pace yourself for a marathon, not necessarily a sprint. It's the same exact advice I basically said yesterday when you're going through a little bit of a rough patch. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Don't ever panic. Stick with it. It's a long season. And definitely if you go about your work and your handicapping and your betting process the right way, things will turn around. And that's kind of what teams are on the ice here too, especially the good teams that could just take time and they're just looking to gradually warm up, get better, and not exactly always expected to be at their absolute best early in the year. I believe we have our colleague Jimmy Murphy with us now as well uh, on the Friday edition of the show. Uh, Jimmy, uh, welcome in. And any thoughts on last night's games? One second, guys. I'm just trying to get a good connection. I'll be right there. All right. We'll see if Jimmy can. Uh, I thought he was getting pulled over. Iron out his connection. I thought so. It sounded like there was a cop behind him. Like, <laughs> been drinking already today, Jimmy? No. <laughs> too early. Save that for tonight. Uh, no, uh, that's not what he's doing. It just sounded like it. Maybe there was yeah. some uh, <laughs> some uh, law enforcement going on in the background there. But uh, no, nevertheless, we'll uh, get uh, Jimmy back with us in, in momentarily. Uh, let's go to tonight's card: uh, Chicago and New Jersey. We'll start with that. Uh, we've got New Jersey minus one thirty-five uh, home favorite, six six and a I'm half. Back, guys. Oh, Jimmy's back. All right, Jimmy. Before uh, we get to tonight, <laughs> yeah, what were your uh, thoughts and uh, impressions from uh, all the action last night? I thought it was a great, great night of hockey, guys. I don't know about you, but it was really fun bouncing around the games. And I just I just love, you know, having the ESPN package now. I can get any game again. And uh, it was just fun. I was bouncing around with a, uh, a lady friend of mine who's not really a, a big hockey fan, but I got her into hockey last night. So I feel like I, I did something good. She was excited. And I'll tell you guys, um, I look at that Tampa game. I heard you guys talking about it there. And, yeah, that's exactly what we've been talking about. They're not going to be cakewalks for the Tampa Bay Lightning early on here. Every game is going to be a project. It's going to be hard work, and they're going to have to will their way through. Uh, But they're doing that now. You know, and they did that with that game. They showed a lot of character there coming back. One thing I will say, though, is – You know, Dylan Larkin, for what he did – uh, it's insane. Like, I mean, Joseph cheap shot him. He could have paralyzed him. It was a, he was in an awkward position. It was a, it was a bullshit hit. He should be the one getting disciplinary action, not Dylan Larkin. This is why our game's so messed up. I mean, what exactly is a hit from behind? What is boarding? Uh, when are we going to follow the rule book and, and, and harp on that? And, you know, he could get paralyzed there. I don't think much could have happened from a sucker punch. I'm sorry. And he deserved it if he got it. So I think the league really dropped the ball there. And I think Steven Stamkos just shut the hell up. But as far as the other games go, 
Congrats to Seattle getting their first win there. I really loved watching the Kings as well. They really, you know, I told you I was high on them this year. A really statement win for them. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're, they're going to show right now. They're going to tell everybody we're a different team. We're going to be tough to get by. So I, I thought it was a great performance there. The one thing again, though, Ian, I'm done with them. I'm, I'm putting the Montreal band that I had in the regular season last year on the New York Rangers now. That is it. I will not bet the New York Rangers for at least a month. All right. Well, we'll hold you to that. That means if you're going to mention betting on the New York Rangers before or on November 15th, we're going to say, nope, can't do it to, to you. And there will be no going back. You want to bet the New York Rangers? You want to give them out on the show, Jimmy? We're going to tell you a hard no, letter Kenny style, uh, that by no, until November 15th that you cannot bet that team. Are you prepared to enforce that and go through with that? I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Right. Screw the blue shirts. All right, there you go. He's had it after two games. He's had it with this New York Rangers underachieving uh, nonsense. We're going to hold you to it. We're going to hold Jimmy to this. Until November the 15th, he cannot recommend the New York Rangers here on the Ice Guys show. So there you go. It is official. Set in stone. Final answer, as they say, on who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, There we go. Uh, We're setting it up right now. Uh, No New York Rangers bets for uh, Jimmy until November 15th. Uh, maybe some New York Rangers bets for me because I'm a moron for the next month or so. Uh, but uh, unfortunately for Jimmy, uh, nothing until November 15th in terms of uh, getting involved with the New York Rangers. And again, with the Rangers, look, I'm not pushing the panic button. Is it disappointing? Yeah. Is it uh, not? The, is it the start you wanted from them? Uh, obviously not. But, you know, it, it is two games. It, there was improvement, I thought, last night from the Rangers, even though they lost again. Certainly improvement from the Washington game. But, yeah, disappointing start. All right, now let's get to Chicago, New Jersey, the first game on tonight's card. Uh, New Jersey minus 135, home favorite, six the total here uh, in this one. Uh, very interesting matchup here. You've got New Jersey playing their first game, their home opener. Chicago already having played a game. Uh, although it didn't go well against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. But look, a lot of teams are going to be made to look silly uh, against the Colorado Avalanche. And what was impressive is they were that good without uh, Nathan McKinnon uh, the other night. But obviously, you can't make mistakes with the puck. You can't, you know, break down in coverage uh, like Chicago did early in that game. Dig yourself an early deficit, you know, and expect to uh, win a game on the road against a team of that caliber. Uh, It has to go without saying, though, I mean, Chicago – Definitely has to clean it up a little bit uh, defensively. We thought, I thought certainly defensively they'd be better this year. And I, Seth Jones, he was getting a lot of criticism following uh, that first game against Colorado. I still thought, you know, last well, last year his defensive play declined. But I thought that was a product of a Columbus team that, to be honest with you, was just in an absolutely uh, brutal, you know, brutal season for Columbus, to be honest with you. Things didn't go well for them. And I thought maybe Seth Jones just got cut up, caught up in that. But you look at Colorado, though, uh, the other night, a lot of mistakes and issues defensively for Jones. You know, out of position, there were some giveaways, minus two in the plus-minus rating. You know, definitely some concerns there. And look, he's he's got to be better than that. Simple as that. You know, for a guy that they've committed a lot of money, resources, responsibility, you know, the fact that where he is in the lineup for Chicago, you know, on that top pair uh, for the Blackhawks, you want to see better from him in his own end than that than what we saw against Colorado. But again, it's a one-game sample size. Got to wait and see the whole season progress. One thing to look at with Seth Jones, by the way, he had four shots on goal the other night uh, against Colorado. Shots on goal prop for sure. 
he's shooting the puck a lot. And we saw that the other night uh, against Colorado. So definitely something to keep in mind there. Uh, maybe Seth Jones, a good player prop uh, option uh, in terms of over shots on goal moving forward. And I, I mentioned this on Twitter last night, speaking of defensemen to bet over shots on goal props, you got to keep doing it game in and game out right now with two guys in particular, uh, Adam Fox and Aaron Ekblad. Uh, both of those guys had six shots on goal last night. Uh, and look, you're going to, and going into last night, you saw one and a half, two and a half in a lot of books with their shots on goal totals. You know, jump on that now. Those two defensemen, Fox for the Rangers, Ekblad for the Florida Panthers, uh, and get on those shots on goal props before uh, the adjustments are made because uh, clearly these guys uh, on the back end, they're driving the offense. Uh, they're not hesitating to shoot. They, they, they'll, they'll take the shot instead of pass if it's there. Uh, and they've cer- cer- certainly shown an ability to do that so far this year. So what do we get from Chicago tonight's the question. Uh, bounce back for them against Colorado. It looks like it's actually Kevin Lankinen uh, who's going to be in net making his debut. They're going to save Marc-Andre Fleury for tomorrow night, as expected, right? Playing his old team, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, and that's uh, exactly what Jeremy Colleton has done here. Uh, New Jersey, I'm telling you what, uh, top six forward group, uh, and their, their preseason uh, results were solid. The New Jersey Devils with Zaka, Nico Heeshear and Jesper Bratt, their top line. Uh, Jack Hughes, of course, will be with uh, Igor Sharon Govich, who I think could be benefiting uh, from having Jack Hughes uh, with him. Hughes and Sharon Govich are definitely two players I'm targeting tonight in terms of props in this game. Uh, you know, you could look shots on goal. You could look at a, to score a point, to sc- uh, certainly any time goal score. Any of those props with Hughes and with Sharon Govich I'd look at because I think Sharon Govich will have a good year playing alongside uh, Jack Hughes uh, going into uh, tonight's game uh, in, in this one. So uh, let's uh, see how this uh, goes, but I think that could be a solid offensive line. Uh, as I mentioned for Chicago, uh, you look at them and they're going to be going up against a New Jersey team that will not have Mackenzie Blackwood in net tonight. It'll be Jonathan uh, Bernier uh, getting the nod for the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, in this game tonight with uh, Blackwood not good to start the year uh, due to a heel injury. And when you look at the Devils' blue line uh, this year, you know, Dougie Hamilton, guy that's not hesitating to shoot. Ryan Graves is a great, great skater, a uh, guy with some offensive upside, good defensively, but also got some offensive upside. And, of course, you've got that with a guy like P.K. Subban as well. So you've got some difference makers on the back end for New Jersey in terms of blue liners that could really facilitate this team offensively no question about that so i think this sets up to be a game where you could see some goals both ways i do like this game over the total i didn't love the performance overall from chicago but there's no to not in the first game against colorado but they do have a game under their belt it is the first game for new jersey you got to think maybe that's going to help chicago a little bit uh, a small bet for me on chicago here i don't love it but i think at the price uh, to take uh, something with the Blackhawks here at a plus 115 uh, to plus 120 type of price range here with Chicago is worth it. But I, my stronger opinion on this game is definitely the total. Uh, I think it can get up in over six Blackhawks and Devils. Uh, Alex, what do you think here for your Blackhawks here as they attempt to bounce back against Jersey? Yeah, I think we will see uh, a solid bounce back spot. And I was I was stunned to see uh, the Hawks as a dog here because of the fact that, I mean, New Jersey, like I said, the, the jury's still out on them. Uh, you know, making that next step forward. They don't have Mackenzie Blackwood. He's dealing with, with an injury. Uh, so it's going to be Bernier. And that this just doesn't seem like a, a a Devils team that should be a favorite against anybody right at this moment. Uh, but especially a Hawks team where, yeah, they had the defensive issues. That's what, what pretty much took them out of the game right away. But the offense looked 
you know, pretty sharp. The puck movement that we're seeing, especially on the power play, we haven't seen that in quite some time. I was really impressed by that the, with uh, the goal that Kubelik got. That whole sequence was just just flawless. Uh, and if they can get those opportunities more often than not, which I think they'll be able to tonight, we'll see them get goals and they'll be be competitive in games. This is uh, I think this is a awfully high price. So I, I got them on the money line, but I'll take the first period over as well. Uh, like I said the Devils can definitely get some goals, and you know we saw them mostly trend under last year, but there were some times where they were able to, to kind of score early and then try to clamp down on things. So maybe if they get the first goal, they'll try to you know be a bit more. Uh, reserve, but but you can't do that with this Hawks offense. The the type of speed that they have right now, they like I said, they have some some shades of brilliance, and if they're passing the puck well, uh, they could be a, a dangerous team. Definitely, no question about that. We've lost Jimmy Murphy for a second. We'll hopefully be able to get him back on with us momentarily. In the meantime, we will move on to the second game: Vancouver Canucks, Philadelphia Flyers. We've got Philadelphia minus one forty-five home favorites, uh, six the total. Once again, just like the last game, you've got Vancouver, who have already played a game, uh, taking on uh, Philadelphia here that are playing their first game uh, of the season, their home opener. So uh, interesting how this will go. If you watched Vancouver-Edmonton last night, you wouldn't know that there was much of a gap or difference between the two teams. Uh, the Canucks had, a, I thought, a very good hockey game uh, the other night, a 3-2 shootout win for Edmonton. Uh, but you look at the uh, way the game flow was, uh, the Canucks uh, were really generating a lot of chances. They had a lot of good looks at the net. They really peppered Mike Smith with shots uh, throughout that game. Uh, and to Mike Smith's credit, he played well. And look, we talked about Mike Smith in our uh, preview shows and earlier this week already saying, you know, he's a guy that played very well last year. Could he duplicate that this year? Well, he had a very, very good uh, opening a game for this uh, uh Edmonton Oilers team and was a big reason why they were able to get the victory the other night against uh, Vancouver. You know, I liked what I saw though. Bull Horvat had a very good night, uh, you know, including the, a power play goal uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, you look at Connor Garland, who they got from the Arizona Coyotes, you know, Arizona, you, you, you want to know why they they're not as good this year. Or they've got their rosters thin. You lose a guy like Connor Garland was one of their better forwards last year. Uh, now on this uh, Vancouver team, I thought he had a very solid debut. Uh, as well for the Canucks. And you look at their uh, top six. And by the way, Elias Pettersson, here's another thing to keep an eye on. Shots on goal. Six for him uh, in that first game uh, of the season against Edmonton. And I'm hearing the same thing from Pettersson that I heard from Marner for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Mitch Marner, that, yeah, these guys are great playmakers. You know, they're they're good at, you know, setting up their line mates, putting them in position to score. Nevertheless, Mitch Marner was saying Prior to the year, I kind of want to shoot the puck more and try to get my own offense going a bit more. And we heard the same things in training camp as well from Elias Pettersson. And what are we seeing from both of these guys? They are shooting the puck more. So you talk about guys you may want to target for over shots. And here's Elias Pettersson. Yes, he's always going to be looking to be, you know, a, a, an assist guy, you know, set his teammates up. But he's also actively conscious of trying to shoot the puck more this year. Uh, so keep an eye on that. But he had six. Uh, shots on goal uh, in that first game for the uh, Canucks against the Oilers. So uh, interesting to see plays with uh, JT Miller and Vasily Pod Colson already, you know, moving on up the lineup. Uh, he's going to be on that second line. It looks like tonight alongside Pedersen. And for that reason, Pod Colson shots on goal and goal score prop could be a great bargain uh, in this game for the Vancouver Canucks here because of the fact you're looking at a situation where he's getting elevated minutes. These are some of the best player props, Alex, to bet is these players that go up the lineup 
and it's not accounted for in the pricing of these goal scorer props. And that's exactly what we could be seeing here with uh, Pod Colson. You know, he's going to be playing top six forward minutes tonight uh, on that second line with a elite playmaker uh, in Elias Pettersson, you know, centering that second line that Pod Colson's moving up to play on. And he's plus 450, you know, to score a goal tonight. That's insane value, you know, and, and that's definitely value I'm not passing up. Uh, in terms of uh, that goal score prop in this game tonight. I think Vancouver's very live here at, at plus 130. Uh, I know it was a tough loss for them in a shootout, but I said in the offseason, until Philadelphia changes my mind, which is shows me that they're a better team than I think they are, they're bet against for me, at least early in the year. Now, Len Vigneault is saying great things about Carter Hart. In the, and look, Carter Hart did look good in the preseason. Let's And apparently he's dialed in, according to uh, Alain Vigneault. But we still have to see if he's dialed in when the games count now, starting tonight. Uh, obviously, it was a horrible year for him. Uh, a massive decline in, in the expectation, considering the expectation level of what Flyers fans and everybody is expecting from this kid. And it just did not go well for him. Uh, last year, they say they're saying all the right things. He's mentally in a good space, good good mindset coming into this season. But we still have to see it play out on the ice. And it's worth noting too, couple injuries as well for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Kevin Hayes is on IR to begin the year. Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen and Sam Samuel Moran uh, on the uh, blue line uh, are both going to be out to uh, begin the year as well for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. And when you look at the uh, Flyers blue line, Provorov, they bring in Ryan Ellis. Uh, which is, you know, a guy that can still play at a very good level, but, you know, injuries have started to creep into his, uh, you know, uh, his tenure, I guess you could say, the last year or so. Sanheim with bronze, a solid group. Yandel and Sealer, though, on the third pair. Yandel's always sometimes a little bit shaky in his own zone. And Nick Sealer, of course, just a depth defenseman. And up front, you know, you're going to need to get some punch from uh, the third and the fourth line. They're hoping they get that with Lawton and Lindblom. Derek Broussard's got to have a much better uh, offensive year, in my opinion, especially considering he's playing second line center for this team with Atkinson and Farabee. Uh, yeah, I think we pretty much count on Giroux, Couturier, and Konechny. That is a good top line for Philly, but you know, depth scoring still a concern for them. I do like Vancouver here a little bit, plus 130. And look, Thatcher Demko was outstanding, I thought, in the game against Edmonton. He looked like he picked up right where he left off last year. If you're buying into Alain Vigneault and what he's saying about Carter Hart's looking great, dialed in, in training camp and in the preseason makes me think this game may actually stay under the total here tonight at six, you know, the, the under has dominated in this series history as well. If you look at it uh, going back, you know, I think the last five or six meetings, we've seen nothing but unders uh, five and oh, uh, the last five head to head meetings between the Canucks and the uh, uh, flyers. So now again, they didn't play last year. You have to go back to two years ago, but uh, those two meetings, three, two and two to one. So, uh, and of course, that was when Carter Hart was playing well. If they expect him to come back, play well uh, this year, then maybe we could get a lower scoring game because I certainly like uh, the way Thatcher Demko played last year. And he certainly was good enough to win that game the other night against Edmonton with his performance. So I lean under, but I'm just going to stick to Vancouver here. Plus 130, uh, a game they could have won against Edmonton Wednesday night. And I think a good chance to win here tonight at a nice plus price against the Flyers. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here, Vancouver and Philly? Yeah, I like Vancouver in this spot, too. I think they'll be able to finally get some of the goals that they should have gotten in, this, in the last game against Edmonton. They had a ton of offensive chances, and that was just uh, one of those rare nights where, you know, Mike Smith standing on his head. It's something we're not going to see too often, uh, I don't think, throughout the year. 
Uh, and like I said, you know, a, a tough break, of course, in the shootout as well. So they'll be able to bounce back for that. Under also makes a little bit of sense, even you know, with six. Like I said, Demko's you know going to be solid. I, I think we're going to see you know some good production from him, and I do think Carter Hart is, in due time is going to be uh, as good as advertised. We've seen the flashes of brilliance, and he's also a much better goalie at home than on the road. We talked about that last couple of years, but like I said, it's still we're still waiting to see how the whole collective defense uh, operates for the Flyers. It was rough at the end of last year, to say the least, they had some terrible games. And uh, so I can't take any unders right now involving the Flyers. Uh, I would definitely just take a small shot with uh, Vancouver on the money line. All right, like in Vancouver here at a plus price round, plus 130 uh, is what you can get right now uh, with Vancouver in most spots. Jimmy is uh, in transit right now, having connection uh, difficulties. So uh, he's just passed on his picks. Uh, we'll get him back on the show either this weekend or on Monday uh, for sure. Uh, so he is on the Flyers. He's bringing out Jimmy Puck line for this one. Flyers minus one and a half. I agree. If you like Philly, you know, take a shot maybe with the uh, Puck line here instead of the uh, minus 150, which is where it is in some spots. So uh, Jimmy Murphy like a minus one and a half plus 160 here. Philadelphia Flyers uh, on the Puck line uh, in this one. And he also likes Chicago, New Jersey over the total, which is also his uh, best bet. Uh, Chicago, New Jersey uh, over the total. I know I spo- spoiler alert. Usually I should have saved that for the best bet segment, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll mention it now in case I forget that Jimmy's best bet is Chicago, New Jersey uh, over six minus one fifteen. All right. Before we move on to the next game, uh, we want to mention our great sponsors for the ice guys and the hockey podcast network DraftKings. The puck has dropped on the season. Incredible new sports book, uh, DraftKings sports book, NHL promo that's available. Of course, DraftKings now the official uh, sports book of the National Hockey League, uh, which is great to see. Uh, of course, the states, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, Colorado, Michigan, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Arizona. So uh, those are the uh, states with a DraftKings Sportsbook, and it's very, very simple. You can sign up for a brand-new account with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can bet $1 to win $100 in free bets and it will cash if both in whatever game you choose. It can be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday NHL game all weekend long. Bet $1 to win $100 in free bets if either team scores, if both teams score a goal uh, in that game. Simple as that. Uh, and you get $100 in free bets. It's definitely worth it. Again, both teams have to score a goal uh, in regulation, by the way, uh, is when uh, that has to happen. Uh, but if it does, and obviously your chances are good. Uh, in a league where we always see the goals, it seems, rise most years. Uh, $1, win $100 free bets, and all you got to do is bet $1 uh, for that, uh, and you'll get that uh, $100 in free bets, whatever game you choose, if both teams score a goal. So make sure you take advantage of that uh, at the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. And also, if you're into the NFL, same thing, $1 on any NFL game. And you can win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. You got to like your chances of that. Uh, you know, last 0 0 tie in the NFL in 1943. So it's basically giving you the chance. It's like, here you go. Take advantage of this, is what DraftKings is saying. So again, take advantage of it. I mentioned the states where DraftKings is currently available. If, they're, if you're in a state or you're in Canada where the DraftKings Sportsbook is not yet available, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. And again, new customers, a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. And all you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, 
Use the promo code THPN. Again, $1 on any NFL game to win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. $1 in any NHL game this weekend to win $100 in free bets if both teams score a goal. Uh, so there you go. Simple as that. Uh, take advantage of it. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and now the NHL as well. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, use the promo code THPN, must be 21 years of age or older, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, so get on it, NFL, NHL this weekend, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use that promo code. THPN. All right, let's uh, get to our final game uh, on the Friday uh, NHL card. Minnesota Wild, Anaheim Ducks. We've got Minnesota minus 165 to minus 170 road favorites, five and a half shaded to the under. If you're a new listener of the Ice Guys podcast or a new viewer to the Ice Guys show on YouTube this year, uh, and you've never heard of Terry Edelman, one of our biggest uh, viewers and listeners and fans of the show. He is a diehard, rabid Minnesota Wild fan. So this is the Terry Edelman special, uh, as we like to call it whenever we talk Minnesota Wild. And this is the first time that we get to talk Minnesota Wild hockey, uh, as this is their season opener against an Anaheim team coming off a surprising but solid, effective uh, opening night victory against the Winnipeg Jets. I can't say they played great. You know, they did get outchanced, outshot, but they capitalized on their chances and some gaffes by Winnipeg. And actually, to be uh, to be quite honest, be quite frank there, uh, not a great night from Connor Hellebuck by his standards uh, either for the Winnipeg Jets. But give Anaheim credit. Uh, and look, the thing that I noticed with Anaheim, because I saw a good portion of that game, they do have some improved team speed with the likes of Trevor Zegras now a regular in the lineup. Mason McTavish, you know, gets his first goal. Lundstrom, uh, you know, there's got there's some guys on this lineup that definitely have a lot more speed and are and are just you know, their north south ability to get up and down the ice is greater than it was last year i think overall as a team and that's definitely good news moving forward for the anaheim ducks and when john gibson's going to play like he did the other night against winnipeg uh they're always going to have a, a good chance uh to steal a victory and certainly they did that the other night i don't want to say they completely stole it because look winnipeg was definitely lethargic made mistakes their own goalie didn't play his best game but uh, give credit to Anaheim uh, because they were able to uh, get the job done uh, and take uh, advantage uh, of a Winnipeg team that didn't play a little bit sloppy, I would say. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be John Gibson. I'm just seeing now uh, Anthony Stolarz going to be your goalie tonight here for the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, in this game. Keep in mind, this is an Anaheim team that, uh, you know, what's funny is that they don't play uh, from what I see on Saturday. So this is just the uh, decision being made here by Dallas Aikens here that we're, uh, it's going to be Anthony Stolarz here tonight uh, in net for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. I'm just reading to see if I can get the uh, determination as to it's, why he's it's an in. upper it's body injury for Gibson. There you yes. go. Mm -hmm. All right. So it is a uh, upper body injury for uh, John Gibson uh, after a very good performance in the opener against Winnipeg. So there you go. Uh, it's Anthony Stolarz. Uh, that is going to be in between the pipes for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. But Stolarz, I'll tell you what, eight games in the NHL last season with the Ducks as a starter, four and three, uh, 2.2 goals against seven games, four and three, 2.2 goals against average, 926 save percentage, solid numbers. So, you know, it's it's still not 
automatic that, wow, you know, Minnesota's going to for sure just run over Anaheim just because John Gibson's out of the net. I do lean to Minnesota, but I certainly am not going to lay this kind of price with the uh, Minnesota Wild. We're talking minus 170 uh, going into this game. If you like Minnesota, I recommend like even money, minus 105, uh, plus 100 in that range within regulation uh, with the uh, Minnesota Wild instead. Now, uh, I think Minnesota defensively is going to be better. I hate to say it because he's had a great career, better without Ryan Suter. You know, Goligoski, Spurgeon, Jonas Brodeen, Matt Dumba, and they bring in two veterans. Dmitry Kulikov and John Merrill aren't slouches, you know, on the back end. Those are two solid veteran defensemen. They've played playoff games in the past. You know, that's going to help this Minnesota team. I like their depth, actually, at the back end this year. Of course, they get the uh, uh, contract done with Kaprizov, uh, bringing Kirill the thrill back. He'll be with... Uh, uh, Joel Erickson Eck and Mats Zuccarello uh, on the top line. Jordan Greenway, Ryan Hartman, Marcus Felino, the second line. Uh, and then you go on down the list. They're, they're starting the year with Fiala on the third line. And we know Fiala is a streaky offensive dynamo. When he gets it rolling, he can definitely make an impact. And the fact that he is uh, going to be on the third line, at least to begin the year for Dean Evason and this Minnesota team, kind of tells you this team's got maybe – uh, three lines that are going to be able to at least contribute something to the offense and to the score sheet uh, on a nightly basis. So, you know, for me, Anaheim, you know, these teams that have kind of surprised us in this first game or two, it's going to be interesting to see if this momentum carries over, right? Teams like Anaheim, teams like Buffalo, you know, teams like Ottawa, you know, teams that have, you know, won their first game uh, so far this year. Is it just that one-off, that the excitement of playing your first game, maybe an opponent overlooks you? Or do you keep up that kind of performance in the second game? That's going to be the question mark for a team like Anaheim coming off a very good opening night win against Winnipeg. But uh, I think Minnesota does win this hockey game. And by the way, it is expected, not confirmed, but expected to be Cam Talbot uh, in net for them tonight. Uh, But I'm just not going to lay this price. I just lean to Minnesota in regulation here uh, at around even money. Uh, Alex, your thoughts here with the Wild and the Ducks? Yeah, it's interesting. We were talking about John Gibson making big saves and we were saying, okay, you know, he's good and fresh and ready and, you know, he can, you know, maybe carry the team and steal a game. And then all of a sudden he goes down with a lower body injury or upper body injury, I should say. And so now we're back to square one. You know, they, like I said, Anaheim still has a, a ton of speed that we saw against Winnipeg. They'll be able to utilize that tonight because Minnesota's a, a good speed team, a good transitional team. There's going to be a lot of up and down, especially early. Uh, but then you got Stolarz and that was, yeah, he's had, you know, a couple of good games in his career, but he's not a guy that you can trust like Gibson. Uh, I love this first period over. I was stunned that it opened minus a dollar five. And then even with the news of Gibson out, I saw plus 100 plus 102 at some shops. So uh, jump all over that. I think we're going to see at least three, maybe even four goals potentially uh, in this first period. Wow. I don't want anything to do with the side either. Uh, I, I could see where it's like it might go back and forth, but the Wild could pull away late because uh, these two teams do kind of play each other tight. They, they, whether the tie or low scoring, they always tend to go back and forth. There was a game, I think it was a 6-5 last year uh, in uh, here in St. Paul where they were kind of going just trading off goals one after the other, even though you know Anaheim's not exactly the kind of team to light up the lamp five or six times against anybody. And keep in mind, too, we mentioned this with Tampa-Detroit yesterday. This is a, a matchup where these two teams were division rivals for a season last year, so it can carry over some of those tendencies. Uh, they, they can you know remember those things. They're still familiar with one another a bit, so I think that's going to come into play. So I love the first period over here with, with the Ducks in the wild. All right, loving it here. Minnesota, Anaheim over one and a half uh, in the first period. And again, with that uh, bet, you could, it's plus money. It's plus 105 
uh, with that first period over uh, in a lot of spots with the uh, Wild uh, and the uh, Ducks. And you're right, this is probably the game on the card where uh, out of the three games, it's the first thing you think of is just probably maybe the chance to be the lowest scoring game of the night. But then you look at uh, head-to-head meetings, you know, last year, especially the last couple, you saw 4-3, you saw 4-3 earlier in the year, you had a 5-1 game uh, in there between these two teams. So, you know, they have actually played to some overs at least, you know, pretty much split in half, but they at least have played to some overs, these two teams. But uh, Alex looking specifically at the first period over here uh, in this one, over one and a half, get that uh, quick start uh, over one and a half at uh, plus 105 uh, in this one. And by the way, very important to point this out. This is the first game of the season in that new ESPN deal where it is ESPN plus exclusive. Very important to point that out. So if you want to watch this game, it's not going to be on center ice. It's not going to be on your local regional. It's not going to be on your Bally Sports Minnesota or whatever it is. They're north, I think it is. It's not going to be on Bally Sports uh, West for people on the West Coast in California. This is exclusive to the ESPN Plus platform. So if you want to watch the game, you've got to go to ESPN Plus. It's the only place you'll find it. Yeah, and I, it's funny. I was out at a local bar yesterday, and I was telling, asking the bartender, I said, do you guys have ESPN Plus? And she goes, no. I said, well, be prepared for a lot of people. That's going to be 99% tomorrow. of people staying with that same response. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. the thing. And, and so and I, I on my personal Facebook, I kind of you know made a comment, and uh, I've been tagging a couple of bars here in the area that do have ESPN Plus for other things. They should show like college football and different stuff. So uh, I would you know, alert everyone anywhere. If you, if you watch games at a bar, uh, and you're in a city, you know, with a team, ask your bartenders, ask your, the bar managers if they have ESPN Plus or if they can get ESPN Plus in the bars uh, because, you know, there's going to be these games. I think there's about 25 of them where they're only going to be exclusive to ESPN Plus. So uh, if you're someone who goes out to watch the games, make a note of that and uh, try to find out what places in your area will have the capability to, to stream these games. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, it is important to note that these are these games, and there'll be a bunch of them, and most of them are going to be Friday nights. They're designating Friday night as this ESPN Plus Hockey Night yeah. exclusive broadcast night where there's going to be one game, maybe even a doubleheader on occasion uh, on a Friday night exclusive to ESPN Plus, uh, and this is uh, definitely uh, one of those games. So, yeah, Hulu is actually might have the game as well. I think that's the way they're doing it. You're right. Every ESPN Plus exclusive game is on the Hulu uh, streaming service as well. I'm pretty sure of that, that they said that that every, uh, uh, every ESPN plus game was going to be on the Hulu platform as well, which of course uh, you could be uh, subscribed to already. So uh, keep an eye uh, on that. So that's very important to point that out. And by the way, these exclusive ESPN plus games, they're also ESPN produced games. These are going to be, you know, you're going to have da, 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 da. You're going to have the theme song. It's, it's almost like you're watching an ESPN broadcast. It is because all these ESPN plus games, they're not picking it up from the Minnesota feed or the Anaheim broadcast. None of that. It's their national ESPN broadcasters doing this game. It's an ESPN production. And in this particular game tonight, this is going to be, I she's done play by play for an NHL game before, but this is going to be kind of history making because she hasn't done a game as a actual full-time NHL play-by-play announcer. We've got a first female NHL play-by-play announcer calling this game tonight. Leah Hextall uh, will be uh, doing the play-by-play on ESPN plus for Minnesota and Anaheim. She's working with Brian Boucher uh, in this game. And then we've got uh, Linda Cohen, Ryan Callahan, and John Tortorella as part of the uh, studio 
uh, crew tonight uh, for this game on ESPN Plus. So there you go. Uh, that's uh, what it is. So uh, and so very exciting. Uh, Leah Hextall, good for her, uh, and uh, she'll be uh, doing the play by play of it tonight. And uh, she'll be doing games throughout the year for the ESPN uh, network. So there you go, Minnesota Anaheim. Just make sure you don't go to your local Minnesota affiliate or Centerite or any of those to find the game because you're going to be uh, out of luck. That's the uh, that's the issue. You're going to want to make sure. Uh, that you have ESPN Plus uh, if you want to watch that, or Hulu uh, in the States if you're going to watch Minnesota and Anaheim uh, tonight. I don't know. Johnny Z is uh, excited. He says, Torts in our chat. John Tortorella did a hit with SVP the other night uh, on Sports Center. I think it was uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday night. And it, it was meek, mild-mannered tame John Tortorella. It wasn't this f- fire and brimstone and uh, – yelling and screaming and ranting and raving John Tortorella. So beware of that. I mean, everybody expects him to just let loose and, you know, fire from the hip uh, when he's on ESPN, but you may not get that from John Tortorella. He's kind of like, uh, I don't know if it's, if he's undergoing yoga or, you know, if he's doing some kind of uh, uh, therapy, but uh, he, he seems like a calmer John. And even in Columbus, like he didn't really have those moments like he did in earlier in his coaching career, who just absolutely uh, let loose. So, uh, I'm excited to see what he's like on television. Don't get me wrong here, Tortorella. But if we're expecting him to just be a raving lunatic 24-7 on, in front of the camera, I wouldn't expect that uh, from uh, Torts. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes tonight. And uh, that's the Friday uh, NHL card there right here on the ice, guys. Great show, uh, as always. Uh, reminder, we are here to serve you, the NHL betters, all weekend long. We're, we're the only show that doesn't take weekends off. Uh, when it comes to uh, NHL betting, the Ice Guys is here for you on Saturdays and on Sundays all season long. We will be on the air uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Saturday and once again on Sunday as well. Although this weekend, we're not going to have a Sunday show. What we're going to do is we're going to do the uh, Saturday card tomorrow. It's a huge card, monster card. And then at the end of the Saturday card on tomorrow's Saturday show, we will tack on the one game that is scheduled on Sunday, which is the Dallas Stars uh, and the Ottawa Senators. So uh, that's the schedule. No Sunday show, but only because there's normally we will. But we figured with just one game on Sunday this weekend, we'll just tack that game on to the uh, analysis on the Saturday show uh, once we get through the Saturday game. So tomorrow we will break down a massive uh, 14-game NHL card. And then, of course, we'll also talk Dallas and Ottawa for Sunday also on tomorrow's show. So join us tomorrow, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific for that. It should be a great show. Uh, Before we wrap up the show, time for best bets. I mentioned earlier, uh, Jimmy Murphy's best bet is Chicago, New Jersey, uh, over six. Uh, Alex B. Smith, your uh, best bet for tonight. It's Minnesota, Anaheim. First period over. You can get it at plus money. Uh, I advise you to grab that as soon as you can. We should definitely see some goals uh, early and often in this contest. All right, Minnesota Anaheim over one and a half plus 105 first period. Best bet uh, for Alex B. Smith. Uh, best bet for me, uh, just to be different, because I was going to go Chicago, New Jersey over, um, which I do really like, but I want to be different. Let's go Vancouver plus 130 uh, against Philadelphia. I think anything close to the performance against Edmonton nets them a W. Uh, here tonight uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers. I thought they played well enough in victory. They were pretty much even uh, throughout most of that game uh, against Edmonton. And if they bring that same kind of performance tonight against a Philadelphia team that 
disappointed last year. They're saying the right things that we expect to be better. We expect to push for the playoffs this year. I need to see it first before I believe it. And uh, I still think Vancouver uh, could end up being the better team uh, once this, uh, this season progresses. We'll find out the Canucks might be better than the Flyers. So take advantage of the price here. Vancouver plus 130 against Philadelphia. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Friday NHL card. Uh, and that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys for Friday, October 15th. Thanks to everyone in the chat who joins us live on YouTube. And a reminder, if you can't watch the show live on YouTube, no problem. You can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. We're at over 1,000 podcast downloads already uh, for our shows in just a week between our preview shows and the first three shows we've done here in the regular season. And we can't express enough how much we thank you for uh, watching, for downloading the podcast, for tuning in and joining us daily. And again, we will be with you tomorrow. And we're not, we don't take weekends off here. We are back tomorrow, Saturday at noon Eastern for a Saturday uh, edition of the ice guys featuring the, as always loaded, Saturday NHL betting card and looking forward to breaking it down tomorrow uh, on Saturday's show for Alex B. Smith and for Jimmy Murphy, who was with us uh, for a little bit earlier in the show as well. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.